Now, the third thing that he taught me was about how you start to develop mental strength. And it, it sounds simple, but it, this stuff works. This stuff works. This is Katie Gordon, and you're listening to the Wait Is Over podcast. Welcome health and freedom seekers. Sit back and relax as you come on this journey of overcoming obstacles so you can lose weight, gain health and live the life you've been looking for. So hello listeners and welcome to this week's show. I'm your host Katie Gordon and the wait is over with Dietless Living 360 Degrees. There's no recipes, no food regimes or exercise programs to follow. This is simply about how to take your life back, how to take control. We all have a voice and we all want to forget about dieting, focus on living and lose weight. And to do that, we have to create a new mindset that gets us over our obstacles and challenges because that's ultimately what really impacts on our weight and our health. And today we're talking to Nick Matthews. Nick was in the RAF, in the RAF for 20 years, serving in locations all over the world as an engineer and a mental strengthening expert. So welcome to the show, Nick. I'm very excited you've joined us today. Thanks, Katie. Happy to be here. I've invited you along to join us because of your area of expertise. You're in um, psychology and in changing the unconscious mind. And you actually have like the inside knowledge on why some people deliver under pressure and why others don't. But what I wanted to talk to you about first was your 20 years in the RAF as a squadron leader and the commission that you were awarded by Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth, the late Queen Elizabeth II. Could you just tell me a little bit about what does it mean to be commissioned by the Queen? Oh, I tell you what, I'd gone through some rough spots because I joined as an airman. At 17, and we might go into that into that later because that's where my psychology, mental strength thing came from. But it was a fantastic experience. It was uh, it was up there with one or two of the best things that happened in my life. Really strange because uh, you're told not to shake a hand off, uh, so you just got to hand put your hand out and let her touch it, and then you get the scroll and it's it's a parchment. Oh, it's fantastic! It's on my it's on my living room wall. Uh, something that I, I cherish big time. And, and what is it, though? Is she asking you to do something specific for the country? Is that what it is? Or is it a recognition of, of what you've, you've contributed to the country? No, it's, it's basically it's in, uh, it's in recognition of your integrity, trustworthiness, and the, the fact that you are giving up for your, for, for your country. So it was a tremendous honour to receive my commissioning scroll from from the queen not very many people get to actually meet her so it was good timing was everything amazing i i am absolutely a lover of queen elizabeth and very sad that she's gone she's just such a great woman a great leader and what a what a wonderful thing to have met her yeah it was it was it was really good you know it was from a young age, it's her values, her beliefs, I think, that really have imprinted upon me. And that's how I live my life, you know, in service. 
Yes, she had a great life. Well, Nick, I would like to talk about the Queen all day, to be honest, because I do, I have such respect for her, but I've actually invited you on this show to help us talk about overcoming the obstacles of life and why some people do deliver under pressure and why some don't. So because this show really is about how do we overcome the great challenges and and obstacles in our life because they're really the things that test us and if we haven't got the right tools in our toolkit then you know these things that come through our life and everybody has them sometimes it's a build-up of little things and sometimes it's big things that just come in and sweep us away but they they have the, the tendency to have a massive impact on all areas of our life which ultimately impact on either our weight and our health and you've been in in very difficult situations and circumstances throughout your 20 years in the RAF can you tell me why some people do deliver under pressure and why others don't no it's a good point it's a really good question I think I'd like to go back for when I first started I was 17 uh, things weren't going well at home. Happens to a lot of kids. So I joined in. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't 18. I joined the RAF as a mechanic, and I was posted to a maintenance depot, a training, flying training depot. And life was hell. Honestly, I was getting beaten up. I was picked upon. I was bullied, and it all culminated after about three or four months, where I got hung up in a hangar on an engine hoist. Uh, as a bit of fun, a bit of banter. Uh, unfortunately, the overalls I had pulled up to my throat and choked me. And so I passed out. Anyway, fortunately, someone cut me down. And about a day later, I attempted suicide at 17. Wow. Uh, and I ended up in the med centre. About a week later, this, uh, this old guy came to my room because we were in separate rooms then, you know. And he said the Camp Padre had asked him to visit me and have a chat. So I thought, oh, what's this all about? Well, this guy was an ex-Jewish World War II commando, and he was working with special forces on mental strengthening and helping them. Anyway, he took me, this guy, Martin, he took me under his wing, and he taught me everything that I know now everything that lines me up to do my Air Force career and my clinical psychology afterwards. Now, there was three main things that he taught me about mental strengthening. Is one, 95% of what you do, how you act, how you are, is predetermined by your subconscious. And the big thing is, you don't have any choice. Your brain has done that because it thinks that's what you want. Well, actually, in the majority of cases, it isn't. So that's holding you back straight away. The second thing he taught me about was brain chemicals. He taught me uh, about serotonin, oxytocin, and dopamine, and how these work and how you can produce these chemicals. And what they do is they override the anxiety negative chemicals of adrenaline and cortisol. So you are starting to take control. Now, the third thing that he taught me was about how you start to develop mental strength. And it, it sounds simple, but it, this stuff works. This stuff works. Yeah. What he had me do was he said, I want you to take a cold shower every morning. And I'm going, you're off your rocker, mate. It's bloody freezing. 
it's in the middle of winter and you're telling me to take a cold shower. But anyway, the, the whole idea of mental strength is that you push yourself outside of your comfort zone. So that's either taking a cold shower, going out and getting covered in mud or going running through the jungle or going on something that's pushing you to the nth, you know, going, a mar- going two marathons back to back. You've yep. got to do stuff that pushes your way of thinking. So those are the three things that I learned. And from that, I spent about nine months with this guy uh, learning all the tricks of the trade about mental strength, how the special forces work, how they develop their attitude that, you know, just do it. If you're going to die, you're going to die. Might as well live <laughs> your life and go and bloody give it a go. Exactly. Not, not hold back on anything. Exactly so that, right. that's, that was my that was my start to my RAF career. Wow, what a start. And two of the like polar ends, right? You had the the worst time, which took you to the attempt of suicide. And then the person who just shone the light in, like what what great information to get straight up. And that led you through all your 20 years. Or did you you when when did you do your psychology? Was that in the round? Yeah, what happened was based on the training that I had got, uh, my career just went up by step by step by step. I got my technician's training within a year, which was unheard of. Uh, I got, then got promoted to corporal. And then I was, sele- I was asked to, and selected for officer training. Uh, and then I went up from flying officer, flight lieutenant, squadron leader, acting wing commander. It just happened. Now, what really bounced me back into the psychology bit was I was serving over in Bosnia. Uh, I spent a couple of years over there. And I was, uh, I was working with a group of people who were on intelligence. So we'd we'd question people, we'd interrogate people, and we'd try everything to interrogate these guys who were coming in to get some information. Well, this lady, she was in her 70s, she professor, she came across from the USA, and she was working with me. Now, I was working with her. And I tell you what, she'd come into this room and just using language, and it was through an interpreter. So the tonality You couldn't really use the tonality. It was just the word she was using. And her thought process and the the way that she talked to this person, this person just gave her everything that she wanted to know. Now, it took us about a month to confirm that what this guy was saying was right, and it was right. And I worked with this lady for a few years. I ended up doing a master's degree in behavioral psychology. I then did clinical psychology. I then did hypnotherapy Uh, I was working with professional football teams, tennis players, golfers, and my life just took off. And this is all as a result of what happened when I was 17. Because one of the other things that you get from understanding your brain chemicals, understanding your mental strength, is that you start to look for opportunities. As you're 95% of what it is that you do, walk, talk, everything, as you get more control over that, you can rewrite your internal map and your operating yes. system to actually deliver for you what it is that you want. Yes. You know, a little while ago, I was, I've been doing some work, research for about four or five years now with a couple of universities, one in the States and one in the UK. And one of the things I'm looking at is can you identify specific neural links that you can either expand by helping helping people get more of what they want, perhaps remove blocks, remove 
habits. You know, can you focus in on a group of neural links? And we, we used MRI scanners. We were injecting people with all sorts of different things. And yes, you can. A little while ago, I went across the Geneva. I was invited across the Geneva to give a briefing uh, to these academics. And I ended up coming away with me and my two colleagues from the States and UK. We ended up with a £100,000 grant to continue with this work well because the research and the evidence supports what I'm saying and what, what I'm doing. You know, it's the same with what you're doing, you know, what you're doing, Katie. It's not so much the weight loss or the, the, the life. It's about tackling it from a different perspective yes. because people just won't do it. They know they've got to do it, but they won't. And because the reason the 95% in there going, yeah, that's, that's not my program. That yeah, too right. that you want to not in. You've got to change that 95%. You've got to take yes. control away from your brain. Otherwise, yes. your brain's just going to do what it wants. Because it's we train it, right? right? It, it just runs on autom automation. And that's what we don't understand about ourselves is that yeah. we just run really like, we're in some fashions, we're just not much different to a deer running across the fields or, you know, because at the end of the day, they're just following their brain's instinct to do this. And that's what we do. Right. We just follow yeah. our instinct to follow this path. Do you know, I work with a lot of people who want to change their career or they're not getting that career progression. And when, I, when we break it down, how they act, how they behave, how they are perceived, how they perceive... Once you understand that, we can start breaking down this 95% yeah. to start giving them somewhere to move to. Do you know, I was, working, I was working with this guy who, he was very aggressive. He was a big guy, alpha male, huge guy, you know, six foot two, wide as a barn door, uh, very aggressive. And he had difficulty with controlling his, his emotion. He was, he was a rugby player and aggression as a rugby player is great. And so you've got to work for everywhere else in his life, doesn't no, it? No, it doesn't. Not when you're out with a family or you're yeah. at a football match or something. So what I got him to do, and it took some convincing, I got him to wear a dress and go into the pub and swear that he wasn't going to cause an argument. I was giving him confidence. I was giving him control of his 95%. Yeah. Yeah. Afterwards, I thought he was going to kill me. But he did it. He broke out of this thought cycle that he yeah. was in. Yeah. And the guy is doing, doing great. His team's doing great as well. Yeah. And see, that's the thing, right? We can retrain ourselves. We just need somebody to help guide us to do it. The same yeah. as if you go to, you want to be a psychologist or a civil engineer or a teacher or whatever, you've got to go do the education and learn the vocabulary the, the movement, the thought processes, you've got to learn how to be that person who does that. And what you and I both do is help people to decide who they want to be. Like they know I want to lose weight or I want to change my career or I want to do this, I want new relationships. And how to then learn to be the person that has those kinds of things. So, you know, for myself, when all the years that I was overweight, well, I always thought of myself as a fat person. So even when I was slender, you know, you always think of yourself as a fat person. So it's about how to change the mind to be thinking about yourself as a, a slender person. And it's more, it's there's a lot more to it than it seems, isn't there? 
Oh, it is. It's not just about your diet. It's, you know, because the diet, you can do it. But after a couple of weeks, you're going to smell that bag of chips or you're going to, and, and that's it. It's over because you feel as though, oh, I've just lost it. So I'm going to go back to where I was. Yeah. Um, it's about developing those neural links, that neurology, yeah. removing or, you know, getting rid of that, well, removing a lot of that 95% so you yeah. can take charge. Yeah. Now, I have a question, and I've been waiting to ask somebody, so I'm going to ask you. So for myself, I've done loads of work. I've had a lot of um, sessions of hypnosis and NLP over my life, moved through and, and other kinds of therapy, worked through with EMDR and quite a few different things, modalities. And I've worked through lots and lots and lots and lots of different habits and thought behaviours. And yet there are still a couple of personality traits, we'll call them, but they're really part of that 90% that are in there that seem to lay dormant, but something may happen somewhere and they are reignited. Like they're just, so that's normal, isn't it? Where some things can lay dormant and be non-active, but then there may be a certain something in the environment that reignites them. Yeah, too right. You know, Katie, this goes back to research I did 2,000 years ago. If you go back to the ancient Greek and Roman philosophers and Stoics, one of the things that one of these guys, I'm not sure if it was Marcus Aurelius or this other guy called Epictetus, what they said was, and it's so true nowadays, it's not the thing or the event or the environment that bothers you. It's the emotion that you attached to that event. Yes. Now, that emotion can be triggered by a, a tune, a song, a smell, yes. a look. You know, if someone looks Anything. at you in a particular way that perhaps your dad used to look at you when he was angry, my God, you just shrivel up inside. And, you know, it's like when you go into, when a, when you go into work for the first time and someone looks at you the same way as your dad or a bully did, yeah. you just go into, your, into yourself. And it's so right that these things do lay dormant. You know, the program I'm, I'm just about to launch at the moment is uh, it's a five step program. The first step is understanding how you wrote your internal map, how that 95 percent came about. The second part is I developed some neurofeedback assessments, which are pretty good at identifying where you are, where you need to be and how to get there. Yeah. Now, the third and fourth stages are all about really cutting in it's like it's like a dentist changing you know getting a getting the rot out of a tooth you've got to go deep in remove yeah. those blocks uh, and then the final thing is what I call I, I call it quantum consciousness which is way out there but you've got to go through the training before you can actually start understanding this quantum consciousness and how you how you react to the universe that sort of thing yeah. I think it's pretty pretty exciting but you're so right if you don't get rid of those blocks, those roots, they're going to come back at some time and they're going to come back at the wrong time. Yes, they do. So tell me, Nick, coming back to why do some people deliver under pressure and others don't? I'd like to really kind of have a bit more of a chat about that because this is the thing where everybody has struggles in life. We have things people die we lose jobs we have COVID we have all kinds of things now everybody reacted differently to COVID some people like myself not that bothered by it at all really you know I managed 
to me, I, I didn't mind staying at home and, and all of that, none of it. But other people were just, you know, flattened by the whole concept of everything that went on. And what is it that provides some people the ability to master the challenges in life? And what is it that sometimes some people can master challenges seemingly like they're just so good at it, but then something comes along and it flattens them? You know, this is, to, to me, this is all about mental strength and conditioning and taking control of that 95, 95%. Now, I'll give you an example. I work with professional footballers, uh, and when they, they make a mistake, their performance just drops off because all it does is opens up the lid of all these things that they've ever done bad in their life in yep. the past. Everything opens up. They start hiding, and the only way out really is to substitute them. Well, what, what I teach is anchoring and triggering, and it's one of the mental strength exercises. And basically what we do is before we actually get to the stage where something bad's happening, you know, we, we, we prepare. Yeah. You know, the, again, the ancient Stoics came up with this term called prima datio malorum. And what this is all about is preparing for adversity in advance. Yep. So with the anchoring, what we do is we put people in a state where they have this is the most fantastic thing that's happened in their life. Can you recall that? Can you feel the emotion? Can you taste it? Can you hear it? Can you touch it? And they get to a place where it's high. They are, yeah, this is the best thing that's happened to me in my life. What I do is I get them to take the thumbnail, press it on the opposite thumb. And what we're doing is anchoring that state. It's an, it's an yeah. old NLP Yes, yeah, so they've done a lot anchoring. of it. Yeah, and then you, you, you can build upon that anchor. Now, what I do with the professional, for footballers, I don't want them going around the pitch doing this. So what I do is I put an elastic or a rubber band around their wrist. Yep. And when they're starting to feel bad or something's not going or the other team have just scored, they twang that band. And what it does, it brings back that thought of confidence that they'd already prepared for. Yep. So that, that's, that's one technique. The second technique is mental strengthening. It's developing that confidence in yourself, the confidence that you are in control of your body and your mind and not that 95%. Yeah. So it starts off, and I would do it with everyone, you know, start with a, you know, a cold shower. Okay, not all over the body. Just start with one of your arms. Yeah. You're in charge. You're in control. You're going to put yourself through this, and you know that you're going to actually do it. And eventually yeah. what you'll be doing is taking a cold shower for five minutes in the morning and it will start to feel good. You are in control. You have the confidence to do what it is that, that you want. I also use, I'm a great believer in uh, using deep relaxation or hypnosis. So I'll use ego boost. I'd use uh, confidence. I'd use time projection motivation. I'll use multimodal uh, sessions to get people's mind in that right place where they develop that mental strength, where they take control they're in charge you know I work with people who come to me and they're totally depressed they've got anxiety all different sorts yeah. of problems it only takes a couple of weeks you know two or three sessions to move them from there to there to give them that confidence that they can actually rewrite their own life they can take charge of what it is that they want you've just got to really want to do it and sometimes and you do I have wouldn't... to keep at it, don't you? You have it is not oh, a yes, one yes. time thing. And this I think is what people miss out. Like they 
they feel that it and I'm I've I fell into that trap many years ago myself where when I did my first NLP practice and and masters that you know once you get to this level here that you know okay I'm fine I'm good to go but really you have to consistently reapply through life because as we talked about earlier life consistently gives you different triggers that can sometimes set you off or set you off on other things life is life we people come people go people die we have different things that we have to manage our emotional states through yeah you've got to take you know one you've got to keep at it you've also got to understand that things are not going to happen magical so i've had i've had people in who they're not doing very well they're in a job that they don't like or they haven't got a job what you've got to do is start off doing some things that perhaps you don't necessarily like. Yeah. So for, for a start, we, we decide where they are and where they want to be. We then map out how are they going to get there. You know, yeah. there's a contract that your psychological contract that you've got to keep doing these exercises day in, day out. But yeah. sometimes you've got to take a job before you can become an entrepreneur because you need the money coming in. You need to pay the yeah. rent. You need to pay the bills. Yeah. And that's going up all the time. But as long as you know that, actually, that is not the end. That's not the end of my yes. life. You know, exactly. I'm aiming over there. And what the great thing is, Katie, is yes. that after a while, they decide that, actually, I don't want to be there. I want to be over there. And that's fantastic because they're, they're getting more information. They're becoming more confident. And their mental strengthening is appreciating as they take control of that 95%. So you can go into a crap job knowing that actually the aim is to get the money to move you forward to get going that way. And it's the same, you know, in a relationship or anything else. You've got to start deciding what it is that you want. You know, if you're in a relationship and it isn't working, the other person's picking up on that. So unless you actually you either decide one or two things, I'm going to try and make it work or I'm going to leave. Actually, we don't dither. We make a decision. If you're going to stay, you've got to give 100%. But what you do is you'll say, I'll give 100% for 12 weeks. If it's no better, I'm going. So you made the decision now about what's going to happen in the future. You know, that is predatorial malorum yes. as it works. That That's the key, right, is to have a plan, follow the plan. Okay, this is what I'm going to do. Like you say, I'm going to be all in, but I'm going to have a time frame for it. I'm going to, you know, talk to that person about what I want to change. And and I do like what you said about where sometimes we go into, let's say, your entrepreneur example there where somebody says, right, I'm going to have my own business and I'm heading there. And then, you know, they, they get a job because they need to get a job while they're still working towards that and understanding that isn't the failure because they're still moving forward. But then finding out that that's actually not the direction they want to go anyway, we want to go over there. And that's really one of the key things, I think, is that people get so fixated on one end goal that they actually ignore their own pointers that, oh, that might be taking them somewhere else. And that is actually what ultimately depletes their energy and their mental state because they're still heading for a target that no longer actually represents where they want to go you know what's so difficult about trying to change your the the money side of your life you know let's say you want to be an entrepreneur but you've got to keep the job it's bloody hard 
it's hard. It's a lot of graft, uh, working weekends um, and whatever. It's, it's about, are you worth it? Are you going to actually do this? Because if you, you, you need to be able to put in the, no one's going to give it to you for free. You've exactly got to, right. and it's got to hurt. It's got to burn inside. You've got to get that leverage within yourself to say, am I going to be prepared to live this average life? This, you know, God's only give, it's given me one life. Are you going to waste it living average? Or are you yeah. going to go for it and put a bit of effort in and then reap the benefits? Yes, exactly right. So tell me, Nick, what have you got coming up that's a bit of a stretch for you, something that's outside your comfort zone? Well, I'll tell you what, Katie, I'm putting this, I've got it, Change the Map, Change the Life, my new program. And this is so difficult because in the past, I just like to go and work with people one-to-one and, and then listen to them and then take things from them and add it back. With this program, I'm having to cover a lot of different areas that I'm not used to. You know, I've, I'm using a teleprompter. I'm using new video things. I'm learning new stuff all the yeah. time. And it's there's so many different bits of software out there, and you've got to try and master them at the same time. Uh, so, yeah, I and am totally lines. <laughs> Yeah, and that's it. Yeah. So you just got to go through. At, at the moment, I've got five bullets, and that's how I talk. That yeah. I did a practice about two weeks ago, and this per- I asked this person how to look at it, and she said straight away, well, people can tell you're reading from something. That's not good enough. Do you know your stuff? If you don't know your stuff, pack in. And, she, <laughs> you know, she's really harsh with me, harsh feedback, but that's sometimes what we all need is a little bit of realisation, a little bit of, you know, you might think you're good, but actually, are you that good? And if you're not, what have you got to do to get to where you want I was going to say, we all need a no person, not a yes person. We need somebody to argue with us and point out that we're not doing a great job. You can do better. Yeah, I mean, this lady that looking at it, I mean, she was a little bit more aggressive than that. It was, you know, I felt the bloody boot going up my ass. It was so aggressive, but that's what I need. And she she knows that, you know, from a military background. If someone isn't, you know, being using the appropriate behavior and the appropriate language you just uh, exactly uh, doesn't right. mean anything but when it hurts oh my goodness that's when you do something about it exactly right when when it touches that point right you exactly when somebody speaks to me in the right way and it is definitely not a yes person that will get me to move <laughs> Exactly. That is when I take action. I might loiter along for ages thinking I'm doing a really good job, but some something will jolt me into action. And that's what you need. Somebody to exactly give you a kick up the ass. Yeah. I tried living a nice life when I first left the Air Force. It just doesn't work for me. No. It just doesn't. I've got to be pushing myself. And this is all as a result of that training I got from Martin when I was 17, 17 stroke 18. Because once you've got those mental strength habits, you can't, it becomes a part of your anatomy. You cannot change it. These things are so deeply rooted that they'd have to rip your heart out to get rid of them. But once you've got them, it actually directs the whole of your life. Yeah. The way you act, the way you behave, the way you talk, the way you walk, everything. Yes. And you just ooze confidence. You know, people want to, people seek you out. They come towards you. 
And that, I think, is a good feeling, especially when you're helping these people. Yes. So tell me, Nick, what is it that you do for fun? What do I do for fun? I tell you what, I do what my wife tells me. That's that's good. <laughs> uh, I, I, my, my local football team, I like, I like football. So I go and watch the football on a Saturday. I've got three dogs, three mad Cocker Spaniels. Oh, I love it. Uh, and we, we go on long, we go on walk and we live near a big river. And, you know, sometimes they get stuck in the river. So you've got to jump in as well. And it's good. It's good <laughs> getting caked in mud and looking after my dogs. Uh, my daughter, she is, uh, she rose for the school and she's, uh, she, she's only 14 and she's been selected for training for the England camp. So she is doing super, super well. Oh, wow. uh, like this, this Saturday, I'm going up to Durham for a regatta. They've all got all these different rowing terms, you know. I think I'm not sure if this is a regatta or it's uh, something else, but she's there from seven in the morning till about six at night. Oh, uh, wow. So I'm going to freeze, but I will be enjoying myself. See, that's where I wish a little bit of temperature would be nice. <laughs> well, I'll swap you a little bit of temperature. So tell me, what is it that you do to relax then? Oh, what do I do to relax? That's a good point. Uh, what did I do last night? Watch the footy on the telly. I do like doing, a, we live in a really old house. It was built in 1610. And there's all sorts, there's, there's things they're doing in the house all of the time. And actually, it's, it's like being in, I'm not sure if you've read uh, about being in the zone. When I'm doing something, doing some DIY, fixing something, I just lose myself in thought. You know, it, it's an unconscious competence I have to be able to woodwork and uh, and work with concrete and all sorts of other different things. And I just like losing myself in thought. And I also read, 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 read. You know, I've got thousands of books. In fact, I've got this book here, which is brilliant. I'm reading this at the moment. It's by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Oh, I've read and that. This is which all one about, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. This is all about quantum consciousness. It's brilliant yes. stuff. I've read, I've read all his books and uh, yeah. I've been following him since 2004. Okay, so you, well, you sit with this on the same page. Yes. Uh, so I like, I like doing a lot of reading, walking, and I like going out to dinner parties as well, like meeting different people. Excellent. Well, you've got a full life, Nick, and that's what I love about it. You are out there doing everything. You have such a full scope. You're just such. You're succeeding so much in your area of expertise. And I, I'm so thrilled that you came on the show today. And I've added in all your contact details below, which will be sitting below us as we speak. So if anyone wants to connect with you, they can. So thank you again for coming on to the show today, Nick. It's been such a great, great pleasure talking to you. And uh, thank you to you who are watching or listening today. If you need any help overcoming a challenge right now, just book in for a private session and let's just get it done this week because life is for living and an ounce of adjustment is always easier to implement than 20 pound of change it's time to enjoy the life you've been looking for bye for now okay cheers Kate. bye bye